Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. Tonight here, we are here with uh, Linda Zapata. Hey. And Lacey Burton. Hey. And Tizayarina Ramos. And um, we're going to be talking tonight about the church. And, whew, the church. You know, everybody uh, has a church story, and probably everybody has a church hurt story, because there ain't no hurt like church hurt. But um, we were just sitting here talking about... Uh, what is church, right? Jesus said, we are the church. You are the church, and he is the cornerstone. So um, so when you think about church, right, growing up, you're, you think of the little white chapel with the steeple and the, mm-hmm. the people. Building. And the, yeah, the building. The and the paper cut out Jesus in Sunday school with <laughs> right. the little paper lambs. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you think about. Yeah. And they were up on a board, and you move them around, and hey, Jesus is carrying the lamb. Yeah, the, the of... felt, the little felt <laughs> yes. boards. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, um, so, so God told me a while back, the face of the church is changing. Why? Why do you think that is? What He showed me basically is that you know, and to shorten it, we'll be returning to living rooms and and community groups, kind of like what you were talking about, Lena. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love. I love our community group. We're all part of a community group called Live Free Indeed, if you want to call it community group yeah. ministry. Um, but I love it because, you know, everybody takes care of each other. Say what you said a moment ago, you know. When... Well, so we have been called a cult <laughs> many times, <laughs> and I laugh about it because it's so far from where we are. But I was thinking about that, and I was thinking how, you know, so many times people will say a cult anytime a group has created true biblical community. And here's why, because religion will never understand relationship. So those that are religious that have never really experienced even, you know, and, I, and I, you can't judge them because they don't know any better, but they've never experienced that level of community where you show up for each other and you literally are the hands and feet of Jesus. When you've never experienced that, it looks cultish. <laughs> They, they don't understand, right? So you can't fault them for it because right. that's that's what we've known as a culture, as a church culture as a whole. And, and never mind that it's written in the book of Acts that they sold True. everything they and took sold care of each other. And they took care of each other. Yeah, and right? that's what I think for us, it's like, that's our that's our example. You know, that's how we want to be. Yeah. But that's not always the case, you know, in the culture that we know today. So I'm like, go ahead and call us a cult. Yeah. It's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> we are not a cult. We don't worship the devil. <laughs> we worship the one true God, yeah, Jesus exactly. Christ, who who commands us to leave everything behind and follow yes. Him, you yes. know, and to take care of each other. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're yes. supposed to follow Him and love like He does. Yeah, yeah. And the church doesn't recognize that. Yeah, because you think about that, like loving like Him. Okay, so Lacey, let's say that your car broke down and you needed a car, you know. When did the church pay to have your car fixed or buy you a car? You know, I, never, never, right? <laughs> Very rarely. I mean, I've known a couple of churches that that can that do that kind of thing, but um, for the most part, it's just like, well, sorry about your bad luck. We'll pray for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that becomes a cop out for actually doing something actively. Like Jesus, Jesus wouldn't be like, "Oh yeah, you have a broken down car. Let me pray for you." Maybe, Father in heaven, send mm-hmm. our car. All right, see you on the great day. Hope you get one. Mm-hmm. You know, he right. he was about taking care of it. He was. Right? You, yeah. think about, you think about Jesus when he met when he met Peter out on the boat. You know, yeah, he filled a need. He filled a need for those guys. They were out there fishing for a living, and they were in a drought. They weren't catching anything, and Jesus filled their physical need before he called them to follow him. You know, so Come that on, to me yeah. is like, man, that that was the example. He knew if I meet this need, they're going to trust me 
and they're going to come with me. Whereas if I don't, what reason would they have to follow him, right? Come and follow. Who's this and, quack? Why would I follow you, you know? Right. But Jesus knew the mindset. Of course he knows, right? He's He was fully human. He was the creator. So he knew what it was going to take for them to let down their walls and follow him. So he met their physical need first. Yeah, that's good. And he continued to show them. Over and over, right? Over and over. Yes. With feeding 5,000 yes. people that Amen. were following him. Yeah. And, and you know what's wonderful is that like, you know, yes, he meets your need and you begin to follow him because it gets your attention, right? Mm -hmm. You're sitting there fishing and all of a sudden your nets start breaking and you're like, whoa, who is this guy? I'm going to follow him. But in in the end, they they wanted him more yeah. than they wanted anything Amen. that they could That's provide. It. And in fact, they said, you can cut my head off because sure. I believe him and I testify mm -hmm. to who he is and I will be with him again. And yeah. so I'm willing to, to risk everything because all I have is nothing anyway. That's right. Um, and that was the revelation that they got from following Jesus. That's right. They may have followed him initially because he met a physical need. And at the end of it all, it's like, I don't need anything physical. I need you. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't say the church has ever done that for me. You know, like, like I've never gone into the church and been like, wow, I'm going to lay it all down and just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm making fun, but I'm not making fun. It's like, how sad is that? And how did, right. how did the church miss the mark so badly? Because, you know, it, when I think about, you were talking about um, relationship and religion, somebody once said this to me and it was about children, but rules without relationship mm. creates rebellion. Okay, think about that. Like as as a principle, right? So if I have all these rules and I make kids follow, you're gonna follow these rules. Why? Because I said I ain't gonna do that. What do they do? Rebel. Mm -hmm. But when I build a relationship with kids, even if they don't like the rules, they're gonna follow the rules because of the relationship that the relationship becomes more valuable than the rule. But they're willing to follow the rule mm -hmm. because of the relationship oh, they have. And what and what they become to realize later, you know, kids have come back many years, many times. Miss Ramos, when I first met you, I hated you. But you were only doing that for my good. And I'm so grateful to what you did uh, to make me follow those things. Because now I'm in college and now whatever, whatever. You know, they understand the value of those rules later. But, but you don't see the value of the rule. Same thing with religion. I don't see the value of these rules until yeah. I have a relationship with Christ. Yeah. Then I see the value of not putting other gods before him yeah. or any of those things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he deserves it. And then in your heart, it's like, you deserve it all, Lord. Why would I want any of that fake stuff? I just yeah. want you. Yeah. And I think maybe, you know, think about missing the mark. How does, let me ask this question, because I'm not anti-church, but how can churches help build that relationship and foster that relationship with Christ so that people do understand that and do, are willing to be, you know, follow the rules of religion, if you will. Mm -hmm. But but I think that that's part of it. You know, three-pointed sermon does not help me fall in love with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's just me. I don't know what's your. Oh, and you know the word no. is the word is needed, and teachers of the word is needed, right? We need that. It's got it's got its place, but I think for people to have that real, true, life changing encounter, it takes us getting back to the one. That it's not about the numbers; it's about the one, you know. Yeah. And when it's always about the one that's right in front of us as the church, and whatever that looks like, whether it's a big church, a small church, you know, in, in a building, even. If it becomes about the one again, then then things change, I believe. And and of course that that is something that, you know, everybody on your church leadership would have to have this mindset. It's about the one. It's about the one. It's about the one. And everybody would have to be in agreement, you know, and there would have to be a whole shift, right? As a culture. Because it's not just one church. It would be the whole culture would have to shift to it's about the one. 
Who? Who are you after today, Lord? Who can I be Jesus to? Whether it's at church or in my all day, everyday life, you know, the one. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. What were you gonna say? Oh, that was good. <laughs> I just, I just heard that like last week at work. Charlie Champ was talking about that. And that's why I think about like. I mean, because you can you can go to any church, walk into any church, and get fed mm -hmm. with the word. Mm -hmm. But that's not gonna. Is that and then you go, change you walk life? out, but it's not going to change your life because yeah. you don't have that relationship with. Well, and you, and it's so true. And it's like, okay, if you go to a church, you walk into a church with 5,000 people. You walk in there, you sit down, and you hear a good word, and you leave, and nobody speaks to you. Mm -hmm. Your likelihood of coming back there. And, and maybe, the, maybe the first time. Let's say you go back 10 times, and nobody speaks to you any of those times. But it was a great word. You're not going to go back. Yeah. Right. You know, but if you go to a church and somebody's like, oh, how are you? Thank you for coming. Gosh, you know, it's, you're just blessed. Um, you know, if it's genuine, even if it's not genuine, you'll be like, oh, okay, they acknowledge me today. But what is it, everybody? I wasn't at church and nobody knew. Mm -hmm. Nobody called, you know, because right. all we want is, I don't know what it is about us humans, but all we want is to be seen. Yeah, it's true. He made you know? us that way. Yeah. yeah, we just want him to see us. Mm -hmm. And whether it's, you know, we want the pastor to see us, we want somebody in the crowd to see us, we want what we really want is for God yeah, to see us. Yeah. And because those are his representatives, um, you know, yeah. we want them to see us. So so the idea of the one watch, all these churches are going to have shirts that say, <laughs> go after the one or whatever. What did you say? It's all about the one. It's I don't even know what one. I say. Holy Spirit yeah. said it. Yeah. I don't remember. It's all about the one. So watch out. Get watch this. Yeah, a while ago it was like Servolution and all those kinds of things. Now it's going to be like, it's all about the one. You know, here and more, it's like, I'm not the one. But over here, it's like, I'm not the you're one. You're the one. But there's even examples through the Bible where Amen. Jesus walked away from he all the people to go the to one. the one. Yeah. Yes. The yes. underdog. And that's something for yeah. me too that I'm like, Man, I've, I've always been one for the underdog. Like, Lord, help me to see those that have been forgotten, those that have been pushed aside by society that feel like they have no value and no worth because those are the ones that he chased. Yeah. Those are the ones that he left the crowd for, the ones that think that they're worthless, that have been thrown away by everybody else. Lord, help me to see that one. Yeah. To go after that one. You know? Amen. And those are the ones he uses too. You know, he used the weak to confound the wise. He used David to, sl to slay Goliath. Mm -hmm. He used Gideon to, to knock out that army. Like he uses the one. Yeah. To, he does. To, to do those things. So what a gift that we get to be Jesus' hands and feet to that one. And yeah. that's how God wants to use that one, you know? Yeah, amen. But that's exciting to me. It really is. <laughs> you know, and you hear some of these great testimonies of like people um, that are just like, well, you know, I was sitting on a park bench and somebody walked up to me and they told me about the Lord and then boom, you know, yeah. it's like they're Change writing books and they, yeah, yeah. change their lives. And, yeah. and it's, it's just amazing what God can do and how, how he pursues us, mm -hmm. you know, okay, and man. that's, I, I don't feel like the church pursues us. The church sits and waits mm -hmm. for us to pursue to Jesus, <laughs> yeah. right? But so many of us feel so unworthy and dirty to pursue Jesus that we don't think we're worthy. Mm -hmm. So we don't chase him. We don't go in the building. Yeah, because how many times has somebody walked into a church and automatically felt judged, unwelcomed, and whatever else? Yeah, and they're already feeling like that before they go in. Mm -hmm. So when they go in, it's ready. Somebody looks at them the wrong way or nobody speaks yeah, to them or whatever. They didn't mean anything by it. Yeah, that's how they're going to take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's so funny because it's like he left the 99 to go after the one, but we don't see anyone going after the yeah. one, except community groups and yeah. people that love, like the Jesus. Smaller, intimate, yeah. 
because that's what he called us to do. Yeah. Again, I'm not bashing the church. I'm telling you, church, if you want to get better, go after the one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Amen. and make every encounter that you have with a person be an encounter with Amen. Jesus. Yeah, it doesn't matter what building you're in, where you're at, if you're in a building, if you're walking outside, you know, that there's always an opportunity to be an encounter with someone. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I used to go to this, uh, this was years and years ago. It was about a 5,000 member church um, in Arlington. And I had a friend and he was, he was, he was a, a gay guy. He was my best friend. And I finally talked him into going to church with me. So I was like, this is awesome. You know, I'm like, look, dude, man, God loves you. Like you, you don't have to have any shame about whatever. God will meet you where you are. And you know, everything will be made manifest in your life, mm -hmm. your identity, all that stuff that you've been hurting and searching for. Like, come, come and see, come and see. Okay. You know, that's what Jesus said. Come and see, come Amen. and taste and see that the Amen. Lord is good. Right. Cause the Lord is good. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are, yeah. what, what, what you want to identify as mm -hmm. or what sins you're walking in or hiding or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. God loves you. We're all Jesus. imperfect. We are all jacked up. And we all, when we come and see a taste that the Lord is good, we, we find that goodness. So he came with me and we get there and the guy parking us, cause you know, there's a parking lot ministry, right? So the guy parking us, like, I don't remember what he says, but he barks at us or something like that. And the guy's like, well, I guess if you're the body of Christ, even everybody's got to have a butthole, oh my you gosh. know, <laughs> which, you know, true that, right? But he never went back. Mm. He never went back, you know, and it was just like, what a shame because he couldn't even get in the building mm -hmm. to hear the message before he was already, you know, I got I got to shout my husband out here because he's the parking lot guy. <laughs> And he's so good at it. He's out there chasing people down, praying over them before they get to their cars. So that's good. I have to say that. Like, hey, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not throwing stones. I'm just saying uh, we all have bad days. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to sure. say that I, when I was in charge of whatever ministry, I wasn't, yeah. you know, making people mad too. I mean, we do. We're human. Yeah. But the problem with that is too is that people, and I think that's one of the big differences in a community group and a church, is that in a church, there's like this expectation of perfection for the people. Mm. You know, it, you. Right. There, you know, the preacher is perfect. He can't sin. It's true. The the, yeah, the altar team is perfect. They can't sin. Yeah. You know, you see him in a bar, and it's like, oh, I hate God because mm -hmm. these are all hypocrites. You know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but right. But in a community group, like you know each other. Yeah. You love each other. You know, when you fail, yeah. You you pick them up. It's not mm -hmm. I'm holding you to this false mm -hmm. standard of whatever. Which you're never gonna live up to. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, at dinner, I I was cussing, and you you, you gave me this look. <laughs> And I was like, oh, well, I shouldn't be. It was a bad day. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Lacey. Sometimes people will be like, you oh, sauced me. Well, I know. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, but the thing about it is I'm human, right? Yes, uh, we are. Yeah. And that's why we. he has grace for us. Yeah. And we yeah. have grace for, grace for other, other people. And, yeah. you know, I mean, like, and, and I don't, I'm not afraid that you're going to think differently about me about that. You know, you're going to go, Rita had a bad day. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a bad day. And that was the moment of just, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it's, you know, I mean, you got to, you can be real in front of each other and not have this preconceived notion. And you walk away hurt with church hurt because how I never, I never knew that, you know, you could talk yeah. like that and that I've got to be like, I got to be on eggshells. I can't, mm -hmm. I got to pretend yeah. like I'm happy and pretend like my day was fine. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I have victory in Christ, even though, you know, I got steamrolled yeah. today. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, we, we declare those things and we believe those things we stand, but the Bible says very clearly he sent two out. Why? Mm -hmm. Cause when fall, one falls down, yeah. there's somebody else to pick them up. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that's important too in community that, yeah, we can take off all the false expectations and we can come to each other 
as leaders, as pastors, you know, whatever we are, that we can be real, you know, and say, hey, I need prayer. I need you to pray for me. And it's not that we're the ones doing all the praying. We're not the ones carrying everybody. He is, you know. And so we can lay it all down and be real about it and say, hey, I need you to, to lift me up right now, you know. Yeah. I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not good right now. I can be real enough to admit that. Leading or not, you know. Yeah, and I think too, you know, I think one of the things when God started talking to me about the 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 face of the church changing, um, and it's interesting that he said the face of the church is changing is what he told me because as I've thought about this word for the last five years or whatever it was that he's given it to me, you know, the, when we look at a church, okay, it's Kenneth Copeland Ministries, it's Jesse Duplantis Ministries, it's whatever, whatever, and we look at the face, right, mm-hmm. to determine mm-hmm. whether the ministry has any merit or value. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Yeah. You know, and it's, but when we do that, what we're doing is we're we're looking at that and we're saying, well, I don't like this preacher because he's whatever, but we're discounting all the fruit of his spirit, all the fruit that God has done in that ministry because of that man's imperfections or that woman's imperfections. Yeah. And so when we remove the face and it becomes the face of, of Jesus, mm-hmm. then everybody in the ministry that's involved is allowed to be an ambassador for him. Yeah. You know, and has I don't know if equal value is the right word, but it's not a hierarchy. It's not, oh, well, it's it's Lacey and then Lena and then Rena and then Zeke, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. It's, you know, we are a part of a community and we know that the head mm-hmm. of our of our community is Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're a, com- a commune and the head of our commune <laughs> oh, gosh. Is, is Jesus. And we're all hippies. <laughs> are those sandals you have on, Lacey? <laughs> no, but, but seriously, I mean, you know, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And and we co-labor with him, yeah. not for the purposes of striving for position or mm-hmm. title, but for that lost one, mm-hmm. but going after the lost one. Each one of us yeah. seeking our own lost one in our own, mm-hmm. in our own community. Because, yeah. you know, we all live in different cities, right? Yeah. Don't, don't you yeah. live in different Yeah, we all do live in different towns now. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, and sometimes we're the one. And having the wisdom to know that, <laughs> that right now I'm the one. So I'm going to hide in my house and seek the Lord <laughs> until I'm right. Because I'm not going to be good at chasing down the one when I ain't right. You know, when my heart's not right with the Lord, sometimes we're the one. Yeah. And I thank God for that. I thank God for times of reprieve to just be with him, you know, intimacy with him. And I, that really comes back down to the one too. You know, what do we have if we don't have that relationship with him? If we take everything else and everyone else out, what do we have? We have one. Yeah. We have one that matters. Yeah. You know, so back yeah. to the one coming from the other direction that it's about him, you know, and the intimacy that we have with him in our alone time in our secret place. That was a different direction, but anyway. Yeah, no. Well, I once heard this guy, um, I can't remember the name of the band, but it was some band I went to see, Christian band. It took a bunch of youth there, and he said, he said, let me ask you this question. He said, if you get to heaven... And you get up there and it's just an empty room. It's just a white empty room. And there's nothing in there. There's no streets of gold. Your parents aren't there. Your family's not there. You know, there's no mansion. It's just this empty room and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is that enough? Yes, love enough. You know, is mm-hmm. that enough? You, your family, they're not here. Mm-hmm. Your mansion, it's not here. Mm-hmm. Where are the streets of gold? Where's If you're looking around the room for those things... Instead of looking into his eyes and saying, yeah. "Here I am. I'm so glad you're here." Amen. <laughs> you're then all you I missed need. it. Amen. Right. That's so true. That's so true. That is so true. And that's something I think 
as you know in the charismatic world how we can get caught up chasing signs miracles and wonders when the bible says signs miracles and wonders will follow us yes we don't chase them because at the end of the day that's not what it's about that's fruit of following jesus yeah. yes but he is all that matters and when we're following him those things follow us you know but i think i know i'm guilty of being caught up and and seeing what he wants to do when it's not about that lord it's not about what you do it's not about what you do or don't do for me it's just about who you are, and if you never did anything else, it's enough. Yeah, you're enough because of who you are. That relationship, you know, back to relationship. It's because of who you are. Amen. And when there's that, when there's that love that you have with Him, and then you you encounter someone and you release mm -hmm. that love to them and introduce them to that kind of love, there is not a choice mm -hmm. but for a sign, miracle, and wonder yeah. to yeah, follow that. Sure, they're gonna want more of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the signs of miracles and wonders, you know, and that's true. The church has gone chasing the signs of miracles mm -hmm. and wonders, but but it they follow those who believe. Mm -hmm. You know, and if we'll just do what we're called to do, I mean, lately at this this epoch in time, the church has been searching for. You know, we're looking for revival for the next mm -hmm. great movement of God and signs of miracles and wonders. The the movement of God has been the same: love God and love each other. Yeah. Because it does. Like, he's like, I don't understand what y'all are doing. You're sitting here. <laughs> you're looking around. You're looking around. Like, look Where are you, Lord? He's like, I live in you. Yeah, and there's exactly. a person who's sitting there by themselves. Exactly. Go sit with don't them. Don't be a revival. And, yeah. Yeah. Go sit with them and revive their hope. Amen. Go breathe on some dry dead bones and watch them come to life. That's revival. And I think that's what some of the church has missed. The main purpose of everything is love. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, right? So why mm -hmm. do we have all these heart sick people? Because mm -hmm. their hope has been deferred. Mm -hmm. Because they've put it in the president or they've put it in their, you know, the economy. They've put it in right. whatever. Mm -hmm. But our hope is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And mm -hmm. so if we're preaching anything but your hope is in Christ, well, their heart's going to be sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So to revive that sick heart. I mean, woo, that's, that's mm -hmm. it. Revival that's it. is about reviving those sick hearts yeah. with the hope of Christ. Yeah. And if we have the hope of Christ in us, it has to come with us first through that mm -hmm. um, intimate time. Yeah. Then how can we not, you know? It's like when you see a good movie or read a book, you're like, oh my God, did you yeah. see that? That is so you cool. Sure i got to tell you all about it. Uh -huh. You know? Uh -huh. It's like when God does something cool in your life, i got to tell you all about it. And people are like, what? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Like what he did for me, he'll do for you. He's no respecter mm -hmm. of persons. Yep. Right on. Okay, so look, we got seven minutes till we're at thirty. We're at twenty-three minutes. Where's the double? Maybe we'll we'll hit we'll hit forty-three. I don't know. What? Okay, thank you. That was a, that was our fans in the background. Over there. Our fans. We, have, we have fans. <laughs> Two month old. The applause. The applause button. Um, okay, so so I want, I want one thing. We're gonna bring revival to these people. Everybody listening right now, I want I want you to put your hope in Christ. Yes. So each of us is gonna tell you a quick story about when our, a time that we put our hope in Christ and we saw his goodness in the land of the living. Mm. Come on. So while well, y'all think, okay, I'll tell you one. Y'all know this. If you know me, you know this. My husband died. God raised him from the dead. Yep. Like he was in the hospital 18 months. Doctors like, he ain't gonna make it. He's gonna make it. He's not gonna make it. He's gonna, not gonna make it. But he made it. And it was just speaking life over him. Back to this speaking words, right? Speaking life over him and believing what God said. Um, you know, just it's it just amazing. My hope was in Christ because my other hope, my I, I, there was no hope. It was put my husband in the ground mm -hmm. or hope in Christ. Mm 
And so he did that for me. Um, you know, he, he didn't have to, but for whatever reason, he had a purpose and he wanted to do that this time. And so thank God for that. Yeah. So, so I just think of the testimony that we just recently walked through when the Lord told us to sell our house. We had five kids at the time. He said to sell our house and that he would give us a place to live. <laughs> we were in a situation where we couldn't go get a mortgage. That was not possible. Um, it looked like an impossible situation. And so we, we put our house up. We were like, okay, Lord, we're going to be obedient. And we're going to trust that we will see your goodness in the land of the living. And we're not going to be homeless with five kids. <laughs> and so it was a nine-month process. But in the end of all that, the Lord honored our obedience. He honored the risk that we took and the hope that we had that he would be faithful to his word. And we ended up in a four-bedroom, three-bath house that we should have never been able to get debt-free. So we were where we're supposed to be now. And it all came back to obedience. And we had to hope. We had to hope through that. And there were several yeah. times that I lost it for a minute. That I was like, we're going to be homeless. <laughs> we are going to be homeless with our kids. Lord, we missed it. But we didn't. It was yeah, you ended up selling it for like 40000 more than what you yes. originally. Actually, no, you know what? We ended up selling that house for 67000 more than what we paid for it. Wow. Yep. Man, that's good. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Only God. Only God. Only God. All right, Lacey. So my, my mom passed away in 2018. But then, like, I was always staying at home. I was always, and I was like, you know, I'm older. Don't want to do the party scene. <laughs> but I just asked him, I said, Lord, I need friends. I need good people to be around. And then, um, which I had already let, met Lena one time. But Katie was like. She'll keep telling me, go, I to, got a a retreat. go <laughs> to a retreat. I got a group of friends. And I'm like, no, no, no. And finally, he said, you're going. So I went. And now I have this amazing family and these people in my life that I asked for. And they're what I needed. Amen. And you're what we needed. Yeah, amen. <laughs> yeah, there's a scripture that says God sets the lonely in families. Mm hmm and I love that he truly does. All we have to do is ask. Amen. Yeah, he, he did. He gave me an awesome family. Especially in one of the most hardest times mm -hmm. of my life. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. She's tearing up here, y'all. <laughs> I am. Real stuff. <laughs> All right. So, hey, uh, keep hoping, man. You're the one. God's coming after you. Yep. You don't have to go to him. He'll come to you. Well, he says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you, right? So yeah. as you begin to even look his direction, yeah. he's already jumped on his steed. Mm -hmm. He's riding your direction with his banner and he's going to plant that down in your camp. Jehovah needs see his banner uh, and it'll flower your life and it'll change your life, man. Amen. It's, Amen. A, it's a banner of hope. So y'all be blessed. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>